0: Hi, welcome to the StoryWorth podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Krista Baum, co-founder of StoryWorth. On this podcast, we feature true stories written by StoryWorth writers. If you're new to StoryWorth, we help people write their life stories, the big stories and the small ones. Once a week, we send our writers a question to help inspire their writing. They reply to the email with an answer or story that comes to mind. At the end of the year, we print what they've written into a beautiful keepsake book every story written using StoryWorth is private. But for this podcast, the writers volunteered to share their stories publicly with you. It's December and we're in the thick of the holiday season. So today we have a short but very sweet story about the best Christmas gift our writer gave her dad. So curl up with some hot chocolate or eggnog and enjoy the story read by the author herself, Susie Bevan.
1: The year was 1966. I had just given birth to our first daughter, Shell, and Christmas was coming up in four months. My dad had always written poems, and I knew his great hope was to have one featured in the Saturday Evening Post. No matter how clever or funny or poignant his poems were, in due time, there in the mail was a rejection slip. As a joke, he decided to paper his office wall with those rejection slips. He filled that entire wall, but he kept on trying. At the time, my parents were still living in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and we were living about six hours south in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So we often wrote letters to keep in touch. In one letter, I asked my dad to send me some of his favorite poems, and I would keep them for his first granddaughter so she would know how clever her grandpa was. He was happy to oblige, And soon there was a fat letter with about 20 poems enclosed that he thought Shell would like. I carefully typed out each one and decided to illustrate some with my drawings. I then took them to a shop in downtown Fredericksburg where they did copying and other business papers. I asked them to make a little booklet and we decided on the color of the cover and the typeset. And I had 50 copies made. They did a great job. It looked quite professional. I couldn't wait to give it to him. Christmas season arrived, and we made our way from Fredericksburg to Scranton with packages and our dearest gift, our baby girl. We had a delicious dinner, and the next day was Christmas. As I handed my dad this good-sized box, all wrapped up nicely with a big bow, he said, Now let me guess what this is. Hmm, some socks? A tie? No, it's too heavy. I can't imagine. Well, when he opened that box and saw the booklets with a few favorite poems by Charles S. Ross on the cover, he was completely flabbergasted. He could hardly speak. He was so choked up that tears were falling from his eyes and from mine. He must have thanked me a hundred times that day. He'd say, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Thank you, honey. He loved my illustrations and showed everyone who came by to visit what he had received. The entire next year, he had a wonderful time handing out booklets to friends and family and who knows, maybe even a stranger on the street. He wrote a beautiful thank you letter, but the best thank you was his reaction when he opened that gift. We're told it's better to give than to receive, and this was a perfect example how both giver and receiver were blessed with joy.
0: Susie, so great to meet you. You too, Um, Krista. Why don't you do a full intro for us? I'm
1: Susie Bevan, originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Moved down to Fredericksburg, Virginia with my husband after he finished college and have been here um, since 1965.
0: I grew up, like my family stayed put. We didn't move a lot or ever. I mean, we moved when I was one and stayed put. But I love having deep roots in a community, like having the history and seeing it change. So I think that's awesome. So you must like it in Fredericksburg.
1: We love it here. And um, we have three daughters, and all born here, of course, and th- uh, five grandsons. My husband and I just celebrated our 60th wedding anniversary.
0: Hey, congratulations. Yeah.
1: And I just had a huge 80th birthday party for myself. Oh, my god! And gosh. It, the theme was the USO. So oh, since fun. When I was born in 43, that was a big thing going on during the war. Mm-hmm. So everybody dressed in red, white, and blue, and I had all the singers that I sing with come, and we sang patriotic songs, and it was great.
0: Oh, it that sounds great. like a great theme, and kind yeah. of original, right? I don't... I think so. Yeah. Well, congratulations. you. Thank do you. not look 80 at all. <laughs> After this call, you'll have to tell us your secrets. It's,
1: it's in the genes. It's genetic. That's all I can say.
0: Wow. Well, we can dream. Um, I saw you read your story from Scranton. I'm like, who do I know from Scranton? And then it dawned on me that, it, no, I don't know anybody from Scranton. I just watched The Office. And that's really kind oh, of sad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind reading a couple of your dad's poems. Oh, Sure. Uh, but- I just think it's a great way to kind of introduce your dad into the story. They all have a lot of personality. In
1: it. He he was so funny. He was a great dad, I'll tell you. Uh, he wanted to be in show business in the worst way. And um, when he was younger, he and a couple of other guys started playing different instruments. And they tried to, you know, get gigs and everything. But they only knew, I think, three pieces. And so when they'd finish the three, they'd start all over again.
0: They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> It's like a fifteen-minute set. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, he he loved writing poetry. Uh, I have so much of his poetry, um, starting with when he sent letters back to my mother.
0: Well, that's very sweet. Did he woo her with poetry? Is that what you mean? When oh, he, you... no.
1: He he. They'd been married, and I was born. Mm-hmm. But he just in his poems, you could tell that he just really missed her so badly. Okay. He just was overseas.
0: Oh, I see. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, so he was, he in, was, in, he was world, in Paris, world. actually. And okay. while he
1: was there, he met his youngest brother, who was in the service also. Somehow no they, they found each other and had the best time. And he said the most fun was going to the, was it the Moulin Rouge,
0: mm-hmm. where all the
1: ladies danced with no tops on.
0: Uh- <laughs> they really liked that. <laughs> Oh, you know, brother bonding, right? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Okay, so this first one is called Christmas Shoppers. He
1: follows blindly where she leads with his packages piled high. His load keeps growing higher as gifts she stops to buy. She soon will learn to her dismay as out the store they go that she has lost her husband and has another man in tow.
0: (laughs) Were any of these like inspired by real events or were they just...
1: No, just his out of his mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. You can
0: think up these neat things. And do you want to give the title of the second poem?
1: Disc jockey's bride. Her husband snores. What can she do? She hasn't slept from ten till two. With all her strength she rolls him over. Now soon she'll be asleep in clover. Her joy's short-lived, his mouth still wide, the tunes is bad
0: on his flip side. <laughs> it's fine yeah it's so great my dad did snore for sure like I could hear him in my room it was really I don't know how my mom made it anyway (laughs) so he's really witty I can he loves a pun right and tell me a little bit more about him he wanted to be in show business what kind of show business did he want to do
1: oh listen he he tried out for Colonel uh Colonel Bo's original amateur hour that's way before your time or my time and he, he decided he would play the sweet potato. It's an ocarina. It's, it's like a sweet potato with holes in it and a place to blow in it. Okay. Um, so he played probably sweet soup. Um, it didn't quite make it. So oh. then he went back another time and he decided he would play his head. He would knock on the top of his head and make sounds. <laughs> So, of course, they said, don't call us, we'll call you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were very kind. Not to say, get out of here. I bet he was very popular on the dinner party circuit, though. (laughs) Well,
1: he, yeah, he had a lot of friends. Yeah. A lot of friends. A
0: fun guy. No, was he, so you said in your story that he really wanted these to be published in the Saturday Evening Post. Right. Was that his favorite paper or oh yes like, yeah. he'd
1: love the saturday evening post and they always had a poem by somebody and so he he wrote poem after poem after poem never did make it in and like i said in in my story that he papered one whole wall of his office with the rejection slips i mean he, he was, it for a joke
0: yeah you know, I love I it. Mean, he didn't fit her at all. He had a no, real sense of humor no, about everything.
1: But after he passed away, uh, the Saturday Evening Post came back into vogue. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to send one of my poems just because. So I sent a little poem in and let me read it to you. Little Christmas stockings many years ago, filled with fruit and candy, pennies in the toe. Kids today are wiser, poor old Santa knows hanging from the mantle are queen size pantyhose.
0: (laughs) And they accepted it. (laughs) That's awesome. I bet you he would be very, very proud. Yep. Yeah. So you're happy. So you're an illustrator. Are you also a writer or a poet?
1: I'm a poet and here's another interesting thing. When I hit sixty nine, I decided, okay, I'm getting a little older here. What do I want to do for the rest of my life? The kids are all married and have their own lives and I always wanted to take a watercolor class. So I got brushes, I got paint, I got a paper, and it just came pretty easy. And I thought, oh, this is fun. So that was 20 years ago. I have paintings all over the place. I have sold paintings. I have given some paintings away. And as a matter of fact, in this Guidepost magazine, there's a story about me. Oh, painting dogs.
0: You know, what I like about you, you're making the most of your, like, you're, I don't know if you're retired, sounds like you might be, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just making the most of it. Um, did your dad do the same? Something he, he
1: would- um, at the end of his life, he had kidney problems and he was always cold. So mom would drive him all the way to Florida in the beginning of winter and they'd stay in a day's end, um just so he would be warm.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah.
1: And he he eventually lost one kidney and then he when he passed it was from the kidney disease.
0: Mm.
1: So, um but he was still, you know, happy go lucky and
0: fun guy. Yeah. I'm you glad mean, my
1: kids got to know him.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they love great. their grandpa.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think he'd be kind kind of get a kick that his poems are on a podcast? Oh, absolutely. He'd be <laughs> thrilled to death. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I kind of wonder what kind of poems were in the post. Was it just like just a bad bounce, like the odds were against him because it was maybe so many submissions?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, he sent some really good ones in and it just broke my heart because he wanted to be in there.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got published. I feel like he was probably be pretty pleased. You have your dad's poems to remember him by. What will your daughters have to remember you by?
1: Well, they'll have the StoryWorth uh, book.
0: Oh, yeah. You finished it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have it. That's great. They have it. Yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah. How did you end up getting, starting with StoryWorth?
1: My very, very dearest friend. We met in college, actually. I went back to college when I was in my 30s. Okay. I had only one year of junior college. And we became really good friends. We danced together in the dance department. And her husband worked at the college, and that's where they met. And so I've known, I've known her forever. And he, his children got him a story worth book. And so he decided I needed one. So they gave me that as a
0: gift. Oh, that's a nice gift. Yeah. Anyway, I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you for sharing this with us. Thank you for reading it yourself. And um, just thanks for just sharing this little bit of, of joy. And well, I I've enjoyed that, it. I've
1: thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Uh, I hope that it's making You're- your dad smile. He seems like he'd <laughs> love a good, you know, he'd love a good caper, you know? Oh, so yeah. it makes me really yeah. happy. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to get started writing your own book of life stories or want to give the gift of StoryWorth to a loved one, head over to StoryWorth.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a holiday story from Australia, where Christmas is a summer holiday. In the meantime, if you want one of your stories to be considered for the podcast, head to StoryWorth.com slash podcast. StoryWorth is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, hosted by me, Krista Baum, and produced by Erin Land. We get production help from Wendy Sabrozo and our mix engineer is Zach Hurst. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time.